At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to VSIN Final Countdown live from our South Point studio in Las Vegas. I'm Stormy Bonatoni alongside Matt Brown. Got a busy two hours ahead. Appreciate you hanging out and joining with us today. Danielle Alvari will join us a little bit later on in the hour, our expert all things Los Angeles, get into some college hoops and NBA with her. Speaking of NBA, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, our NBA senior analyst, uh, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. He's going to join us an hour or two as well. Get into a three-game slate in the association. What we usually do on a Tuesday when we come in here to the studio, Matt, is we you know break down all things Monday night football, but uh, carries a little bit of a different weight today mm-hmm. than any of us would have anticipated, um, you know, a night and a game that all of us were very much so looking forward to because of the implications um, suddenly changed when a life was hanging in the balance. Damar Hamlin, Bill second-year safety out of Pittsburgh, makes what appeared to be a pretty routine tackle of T. Higgins, stands up and after a couple of seconds collapses without any attempt to brace his fall. We found out later the team announced he suffered cardiac arrest, had to have CPR performed for an extended period of time, a defibrillator used. Uh, his heartbeat was restored on the field and eventually taken to UC Medical Center. The latest information on his status is he spent the night in the intensive care unit and remains in critical condition. So obviously we're thinking about him right now. Um, and it's hard for what we do at a sports betting network to have to, you know, take this information and take the facts that, okay, 
this is a really scary, heart-wrenching thing that happened and now, like, put it toward, well, what does this mean moving forward from from a betting perspective, which yeah. is what we have to do over the course yeah, of the next it's, two hours. It's going to be a weird show for us today, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's one of those deals. It has been deals. all day for everyone. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird deal. I mean, I was... I was on air, just, I was on air when they started canceling all the games for COVID, right? Like, right. and it was like one of those type deals where you have no idea what's going on. You can don't, you can just sit there and you speculate all day long. And it's kind of like what I don't want to do here today for, for you guys out there. Well, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not a person who has any additional connections to anything in the, in the Buffalo Bills, Bills uh, organization, the DeMar Hamlin family, anything like that. And, you know, you guys, if that is, if that is what you're, you know, interested in today, obviously there's far better places to go and get right. information for that than it is here uh, with us. You know I mean? There are people who are standing outside the hospital. There are people who have direct connections to the family. There are people who have direct connections to the organization as well. That doesn't go without saying that we're not sitting here thinking about this situation. I mean, we were all texting all night long last night, going through kind of the, the, the pain and the feelings and the emotions and stuff together through yeah, all of cause, this. Cause and, it was crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we see, intense and scary and gruesome injuries on the football field all the time. Like that's mm -hmm. a part of what this sport entails. It's like a modern day gladiator type of a sport, but that was something that, and I tweeted it and I, I said it to you guys in our text chain last night. Like I've never witnessed anything like that. And it, I can't imagine we saw all the images from the players and, and the reactions from them in those moments. Clearly like we knew immediately when they said, Oh, there's, there's five minutes that they're going to rewarm up again. And you look at all of the players, like that's not, that's not happening. You could no. tell instantly that that wasn't going to be the case. Yeah, it, it was. It was. And I'm glad, neat. you know, good on the coaches, mm -hmm. too, for kind of being the adults in the room. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers at the NFL and say for sure that they were going to try to get that game in last night. But it sure seemed like the coaches were the ones who said, no, we ain't, we ain't playing this game, you know, last night with, with everything. And, I mean, we're – you know, we're we're just like you guys monitoring, you know, all of the different social media channels, any of the news networks and stuff like that to get any further information on all this. I mean, what, what we do know is they are not going to resume this game this week. They have given no further information as to what they will do with this game if they even play it at all. They say as of right now that Week 18 games do remain on schedule, but who knows, right? I mean, this is a very, very fluid situation. We've seen nothing like this before. Mm -hmm. In the history of the NFL, I've watched for, I've watched nearly every NFL snap of every single game for the better part of a decade, and ever since we've gotten all 22 footage, basically, and this uh, every time I feel like I've I've seen it all, I've seen it all. Like there's nothing I can't see. Like something something else comes along, and then something like this then comes along, and you start to you take a step back, and you just realize like, man, this is a super violent game. Mm -hmm. This is a super violent sport, and you you just you really do. It's like, okay, now it's no longer about this game. It's no longer about any of our betting tickets, any of the content that we're doing for the, for the other stuff. It's really and truly about a, a human being. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think it really does hit home too, because, you know, I, I see people saying stuff last night about, oh, well, we've seen, you know, terrible injuries before and stuff like that. Like, no, this is, this is different. It hit different. It was totally, completely different. So, so, so much more scary because, you know, these guys with, you know, leg injuries, spine injuries, whatever, like, you get that thumbs up when they're rolling yeah. off the field, right? Like you get that little bit of like, you know what? I'm all right. Like everything's okay. And the crowd goes wild. And you're like, okay, that gives me something to feel good about and like to move forward with. We didn't get that last night, right? And like that's why it was just such an incredibly, incredibly tense situation, you know, all the way through until at least we got some news really, really late last night mm -hmm. that – 
you know, they'd at least gotten him back stable. Right. And for a, a 24 year old, seemingly healthy and athletic young man. And then you see all of his teammates and players around trying to like shield him and protect mm. like the CPR that you're seeing on the field from everybody that's in the stands and from the camera so that nobody else really has to go through what they're going through in those moments. Yeah. And all of them also probably feeling the same thing. We're all athletic, young, healthy people. How can something like this mm. happen? And so, you know, it's it's terrible. It's scary. I was listening to some things earlier. Um, and if this is the, the, the overwhelming thing that we've at least heard from medical professionals that have come out with the information that is out there, and again, it is speculation because we have nothing confirmed, mm. is that commotio cordis, thing, which is like the sudden stop of the heart that happens in the U S like 20 times a year period. It's a very, very rare thing to occur. And it's, it's just, it's terrible. It's scary. We feel so much for, for him and the team, what they're going through right now. And there's nothing really, really more you can say about it other than that at this point. Um, we'll, we'll put on the screen, the foundation, uh, GoFundMe that come out, came out, um, something that he put together to raise money for a toy drive with a goal of $2,500 that's now upwards of four and a half million dollars because so many people are contributing and have felt affected and impacted by what they saw last night. And credit Ryan Clark and, and Scott Van Pelt for when they got on the air at the end. Ryan Clark sharing his story. I think that the two of them, you know, discussed things very, very eloquently in a mm -hmm. difficult situation because I know as a media professional, you try to be prepared for any situation. You cannot be prepared for what happened last night. And they're, I mean, they're going to commercial breaks repeatedly. They're cutting to Adam Schefter and, and Susie Colbert and Boog in the studio. They don't know what to say or what mm -hmm. to do in that instance. It's, it was it was just so uncomfortable for everyone watching. And um, you know, credit them for trying to do their best. Credit the 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 uh, coaches, like you said, mm -hmm. for making the decision to move on. Um, well, yeah, nearly four point seven million dollars on, <laughs> on this at this point, wow. right? I mean, just just completely exploded overnight, which is just amazing. And I'm glad you bring up the stuff about, you know, the, the people on air last night. And that includes even the people here on, on this network. I know Femi, yeah, Femi, Femi and Wes, and Wes. And Good job. had to kind of like navigate through all of that live. I mean, again, we're, we are sitting here, you know, I'm a normal media hack. And if something like that happens when I was on air, I can't even imagine having to be thrust into that because they can't, the screen can't go black. They can't just run commercials all day long. And it's, it's not how it works, right? I mean, they have to sit there and try and just be human at that point, mm -hmm. right? Like you take off your broadcaster hat, you take off your analyst hat. If you're Schefter, you take off your insider hat, all the different stuff like that. And it's like, you just become a human. You just try to talk through human emotions that are going through and th that everybody's feeling at the same time. And listen, was it perfect? Probably not, but there is no perfect situation no. to that, right? I mean, I think that they, I think everybody involved did as, as well as humanly possible in what could, is an impossible situation, right? I mean, like you said, there is no, it doesn't matter if you are a classically trained, if you are a if you are a college trained broadcaster, if you have just done it for a long time. If you know, there's no preparation for anything mm -hmm. like that, right? And you just get, you just hit out of nowhere with it. And I think that everyone did the best that they possibly could. Yeah. If there is any more information throughout the next two hours while we are on air with you, obviously we'll get that information across as soon as possible. But all we have right now is that he is still in critical condition in Cincinnati. Uh, the team all largely flew back yesterday, back to Buffalo. Um, and some players did did hang back. Um, I know Stefan Diggs went to the hospital. Uh, coaches, went, Sean McDermott went to the hospital. But um, everybody else back in Buffalo largely as this game is 
postponed as far as things on the field. The Bengals were leading 7-3 with just about five minutes remaining in the first quarter at the time that the postponement happened. So now, as far as the football side of things go, trying to figure out what those next steps mean. You said already that right now the, the Week 18 games are scheduled as as expected as, yeah. right now. So as we, we don't, see, yeah. we don't we know what's going to happen as, here. As we're sitting, I mean, it's Tuesday. Yes. I imagine a lot can change in the next 24 to 48 hours with, with all this situation, you know, and again, like we're, we are going to navigate today the best that we can, just letting you know that we still have a job to do. We still are going to try to give you, you know, what you tuned in to listen. We're going to talk some NBA today and we're going to talk some golf today. And we're going to talk a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of NFL, not very much, you know, out of respect for Mm -hmm. everything that's going on right now. And plus look, I mean, it's just, it's a situation where everything is so incredibly fluid. We don't know a ton and so we're not going to sit here and, and, and speculate for two hours. Yeah. And um, from the sports books side of things, uh, I know there have been a lot of people that were upset that tickets weren't mm. immediately voided yesterday. But I, I do want to just keep in mind that like house rules are very much so a thing. They exist. And this isn't you sports can go find books. them yourself. Yeah. This isn't sports books fault. Like mm. uh, I saw Jeffrey Benson tweeting about it yesterday from Circa saying that like they are beholden to their house rules because they are set and they are approved by the gaming control board and they have to abide by those moving forward because of the way that they are approved. Um, DraftKings and BetMGM both making statements, you know, saying, please just give us a little bit of patience right now as we wait for this information. But until things become official from the NFL, there's nothing that they can do. The same way that we just said, We've never seen anything like this. You have guys that have been in the NFL for 50 years that they've never seen anything like this. It's the same thing with the sports books themselves. There's never been anything happen like this before. And so they, they are also trying to navigate the waters at the same time. We yes, are. exactly. So, um, like I said, we'll try to keep you updated. Um, if anything does come through uh, for the rest of the show, we're going to try to just move forward talking about some other sports. We're going to step aside right now, but when we do come back, we'll get into the NFC side of things in the NFL, at least talk through that playoff picture situations that we do have available to us. Um, some of the big NFC games with implications coming up in week 18. This is the final week of the regular season, so a lot on the line coming up for seeding. But uh, that's all we can do really right now for you. So uh, stay with us. We'll make it an interesting hour, I promise. We even got some hockey for you today. So don't go anywhere. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe... Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Later on in the show today, we will have some hockey. There is a full 11-game slate. We've got some NBA and some college hoops as well, a number of top 25 teams in action, Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you. Um, if you missed the start of the show, um, feel free to go back. We gave all of our thoughts on the DeMar Hamlin situation in Monday Night Football with the Bills and Bengals. Uh, and we'll move forward now with a little bit of NFL talk. We're going to keep it, though, isolated to the NFC right now. Whereas, I mean, we just don't know what's going to happen in the AFC. And we don't know what's going to happen with DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical condition at UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are certainly going to be out that way, but we still have to, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is Sports Betting Network, so that's yeah. what we're going to talk about here yeah. today. I so. mean, like we said, if, if you're, you know, the very, very most up-to-date information is going to be found somewhere else, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be found on NFL Network, ESPN, et cetera. I mean, everyone's covering this 24-7, and so if you're here, you're probably, you're you're probably here, for here for another reason. reason. Yes. Yeah, here for another reason, and so we want to give at least a little bit of that to you. And like we said, I mean, listen, so uh, so much does still hang in the balance right now and before we, until we're able to figure out how all of this situation does end up getting handled by the NFL. But we do have some games where there are no implications as to how this is handled or not, whether it's canceled, whether it is played later, what anything like that. I mean, we know there is that one game on Saturday between the Titans and Jags that doesn't matter. It's just winning in. Winner the, you're yeah, in, yeah. you get the four seed. Yeah, it's, it's winning in. We know that for certain, that that game is, is we can kind of straight up kind of handicap that. We even know because the Titans have come out and said that they are going to go with Josh Dobbs 
as the starting quarterback here in, in this game, which is very interesting, right? Because it's it's I get it when you drafted Malik Willis, it was a project anyway, but you did put him in and you did let him play, and then in the games that really and truly matter for the team, you go. Eh, we'd rather go with the guy we signed off a practice squad, you know, a week and a half ago. So that's well, a that's a little bit of an indictment. They I think. Uh, he at halftime of that game last week had more yards than Malik Willis had in any of his three starts. Yeah. So you understand that there was at least a the ability and trust for Josh Jobs mm-hmm. to throw the ball where they didn't have that with Malik which, Willis. Which so. is why we have to look at this game, I think, completely different than we would in any other circumstance. Because I, I think that they're going with Jobs for the reason that you just said. It's because. They just feel more comfortable with him putting it in the air, you know, like, and, and, you know, that is certainly a different dynamic for this mm-hmm. Titans team. If we're trying to handicap this game, right? I mean, it's the Jags is six and a half point favorites in this one, a super low total 39 and a half to 40 in this deal. And so we look and we try to say, okay, it's a win and end. So we know everyone's going to be going completely all out in this one. The questions of motivation are not there for us this week, right? Like there are some of these games we're going to get to where there is a gigantic question of motivation. This not being one of those. Look, the Jags have been playing really, really good. Trevor Lawrence has been playing really, really good. I think that this defense is at least swinging in the right direction, not necessarily like clicking on all cylinders, but I at least think like swinging in the right direction with all that. And I think anything that you've seen from the Titans over the last couple of weeks, you would think the the exact opposite for this team. So I think that the line is pretty appropriate. I think if this thing got to a full touchdown, we would see a ton of buyback mm-hmm. on the Titans. So I think that it'll probably sit somewhere in this area the whole, the whole time um, up until kickoff here. I don't think there's a giant, edge in this one really one way or another I mean you can look at a super low total like 40 and still talk yourself into maybe an under if you're looking at a situation in which you don't think that this Titans offense with Josh Dobbs is going to really be able to do anything now they do get Derrick Henry back this week so you do have that element in there but um it's uh, I th- it's a Jag- it, it's a Jags win to me, but it's not a Jags bet to me if that makes yeah. sense. Like I don't think the six and a half, like especially even with the hook on the six, right? Like in six being that kind of key ish number that we know of, I-, I think it's a Jags win. I don't think it's a Jags bet. And it's just it's two teams that the back half of the season have just been trending in different directions because mm-hmm. the Jags had that lull in the early to middle road of the season where you were like, okay, like all these positive things we were saying about the team, maybe. This isn't true. And then they've just turned it on, largely been playing pretty inspired football, won, what is it, five of their last six, Mm -hmm. whereas the Titans lost six straight. And, and yeah, last week was a unique circumstance, obviously very injured, so they're not playing everybody, but this week trying to get those guys back. So um, I I don't have any interest in betting this game. This is going to be just a watch and see. Everything you look at just seems very appropriate, right? In this game, it's like the line seems appropriate, the total seems appropriate, like kind of everything. You're just like, yeah, nothing, nothing really jumps off the page to me at all. Yeah, Um, I'm curious your thoughts on this Giants Eagles game when it comes Mm -hmm. to the NFC East coming up Um, Eagles two touchdown favorites in this one total 42 and a half. They obviously need the win to lock up the the one seed in the division, whereas the Giants riding pretty high after locking up a playoff spot for the first time in six years. They are in that six seed no matter what in the NFC. So nothing's going to change for them based on the results of this game. And the market pretty much tells you to expect Mm -hmm. that they're going to rest their starters in this spot. Yeah. Brian Dayball came out and said that he was going to play his starters. But but again, 
playing your starters and how long you're going to play your starters are two completely different things. And then also, I think, baked into this line is just the assumption that Jalen Hurts is going to come back in yeah, this game. Nick I mean, Sirianni this is, saying if he's ready to go, yeah, he'll play. Like, this isn't this isn't a line in which we think we're getting Gardner Minshew here. So, I think this line is basically screaming Hurts is going to play and the Giants are not going to play their starters for very long in this game. You know, because it would not be anywhere even close to, to two touchdowns, right? The only thing is about this is you you start to have to wonder is the line does the line get too bloated right because there's all these assumptions being made by not only the books but the betters themselves right so a bunch of the betters bunch of the books are having to trying to decipher who's going to play how long are they going to play and then the motivations of these teams that you know that have to win you know for example the eagles not win to get in but have to win to to hold on to the number 1 seat yeah, but they just have to win. They don't have to beat the tar out of yeah. the Giants, right? I mean, like, so. They're not playing for style yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, just like, they, win. they just have to win. And so, like, we're talking about two touchdowns in a game where, you know, again, if the Eagles get up three scores or more or whatever, like, Jalen Hurts is not going to take unnecessary snaps either in this game. Like, I can assure you of that because the dude is hurt and, like, they're not going to run him out there when he doesn't have to. So, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Like, I would probably take the points with the Giants if I had to bet this game one way or the other because again I think that we've kind of gotten some some bloat in some of these numbers because yes there are varying motivations here one team has nothing to play for while the other one certainly has the number one seed to play for but two touchdowns I mean this thing is like this thing's like six seven points where it would be if this was just being played straight up you know does this game do anything for you in the Jalen Hurts MVP conversation the fact that he's I mean he's expected to play in this spot but like do we think that mean, that can you mean does it give me I'm a trying glimmer to of help hope you. does it just give yeah. me a glimmer of hope I wasn't gonna say glimmer of just hope just say it just but say do it. we think do you that get a glimmer of hope Matt is a step that can be made in the right direction toward that occurring since he's only going to have missed the two games <sighs> and they largely failed without him on the football field I would sure like to I would sure like to think okay. so but the problem you know and it, well here's the other thing too right so Mahomes will have already played in a layup game earlier that day. They don't, because of the scheduling and them doing this on Saturday and all that, like the chance of Mahomes resting and all that is not going to be there, right? Because they're still going to have stuff to play with for, no matter what they decide to do with this, mm-hmm. with, with this Bills uh, uh, and, and Bengals game. Like they, they have something to play for no matter what, because they're not going to get information to whether they do or don't have a chance that the one seed or could get it or whatever. whatever. So, I unfortunately think I'm going to be I'm going to be looking at that 40 to one ticket. It's going to have I'm still rooting. It's going to look it. so pretty up on the wall. I'm going to like I'll take a screenshot and print it out and the whole nine yards, and then it'll look so great. But it's not going to it's not going to get cashed. I know he it's, got dogged. It's so sad. Um, how about Rams at Seahawks? Seattle six and a half point favorite total 41. Look ahead line in this game was three, and Seattle's coming off easily to me their best game in the last two months because mm-hmm. the defense. Played great uh, against the Jets. Two interceptions and a fumble recovery. Had four sacks on Mike White. Geno Smith had his best game in what felt like forever. Uh, they looked how they looked back in October when we were raving about this team. Whereas, like, the Rams, you know, are going to Rams. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been great. Look, I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, is, is Seattle having to beat anybody by a touchdown fair? Outside of maybe, like, the very, very bottom couple of teams in the entire NFL. I mean, that's... That's really what it comes down to here in this handicap, I believe, because 
you're getting a Seattle team that, sure, are they better than the Rams? Yeah. Are they better than the Rams uh, touchdown? I mean, again, I think there's like motivation baked into this number, right? I mean, it's where it's Seattle's in this must-win situation. Yep, want to get in the, the playoffs, Rams have yep. absolutely nothing to play for. And like, I think there's like this motivation angle that's kind of baked into this number where maybe it is almost even drifted a little bit too far too. So I, I it's weird to say that in both of these games, I'd probably take the dog, you know, if it came down to it, but uh, probably won't make the account. Probably will have a pretty light card this week, actually, as we kind of look down these games. I mean, it's just trying to – it's hard enough to try and pick these games straight up, and then you're trying to guess, like, oh, how long is this person going to play? And what's this motivation? And what's this motivation? And how much does this person care? And, you know, all the things like that. It's it's hard enough to do this, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's hard enough yeah. just to win bets. Seriously, low, low, it's try hard to enough to in do all this. these curveballs try, try to left guess and right. His coaches throwing smoke screens and stuff, telling us, oh, no, we're going to play our guys. And, like, they play one series or something. Um, a couple other interesting games still in the NFC. Lions, Packers, uh, Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys, Commanders, Vikings, Bears. Maybe a little bit later on in the show. We'll get back to those. But when we come back, Danielle Alvari is going to join the show. VSIN host and contributor. Stick around. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see the changes in action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Speaking of DraftKings, we welcome in a member of the DK starting five vcin hosting contributor Danielle Alvari live from out there in Los Angeles. What's going on, Danielle? How are you today? Uh, I'm doing really well. Miss Stormy, are you recovering from uh, your many trips you've taken so far? Yes, I, I don't sound like a 30-year-old woman. I sound like a 30-year smoker, but it's okay. We're working on it. Get, we're getting the voice back. I gave you a Lo magic pill before he we did. started. Matt gave me – thank you. I appreciate it. Mm. Working on the – I always think um, – I don't know if you guys ever saw um, Living Color where they do the uh, – I'm Vera DeMilo, Jim Carrey. If you haven't, Google it because that is 1,000%. I'm surprised, I'm surprised you have considering that show was before you were born. But, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised, I actually surprised you have. But, yes, yeah, <laughs> I have seen it, in fact. <laughs> Anyways, yes, I am recovering. Thank mm. you. I appreciate you. Let's talk mm. a little bit of, of hoops here. We've got three games in the NBA coming up tonight. Anything that you've got action on? Uh, yeah, I like this Kings at jazz game and I actually played this game when it was the flip side. It was jazz at Kings last Friday and I played DeMontis Sabonis over his points prop 20 and a half. He's been absolutely insane, especially as of late in December and with a broken thumb, with a fractured thumb and nevertheless, not stopping him at all. He had, a, I think a career high game, 31 points just last week. Um, he's been going, going over this 20 points prop quite frequently. So that's where I'll look again. Uh, like I said, we saw jazz at Kings last Friday. The Kings were favored by three in that one. They held on to win by one, which was very frustrating because they were up by eight to 10. A lot of that final couple minutes, the Kings shooting, uh, did not look so great against the Grizzlies, but that was first the Grizzlies. So looking for them to bounce back in that category as well. They shot just over 40% in that loss but they're normally shooting around 48, 49%. So I'm looking for a little bit of a rebound there, especially against this really 
paltry jazz defense ranking 27th in points allowed per 100 possessions. They're dead last in opponent points in the paint. That's great for the Devonta Sabonis points prop again. Uh, and frankly, the Kings defense isn't much to write home about either. They give up over 116 points per game. That's why we're seeing a pretty high total here. I don't know if it'll get there, especially at the jazz. It's going to be a game of whoever wins the boards for me. Uh, the jazz are fourth in scoring, but outside the top 10 in field goal shooting and three point shooting. So they need those putback points. And if the Kings can take that away from them, then this would be a close game. But like I said, DeMontis Sabonis is where I'm going to look. That's what I did Friday. It worked out for me. He's been the one thing that's been very consistent for this Kings team. And like I said, playing with a broken thumb and it's not slowing him down at all. So over 20 and a half, I'm hoping that hits again. The other thing that's been consistent with that Kings team is giving up points to the other team. There, that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing that has, yes, that has also been very consistent. Uh, we do have one, uh, one, well, no, there's two other games in the association night. Celtics and the Thunder at 810 Eastern. Celtics are eight and a half point road favorites. 233 is your total. What are you looking at in this one? I know that there's a lot of pause right now with the Robert Williams questionable for the Celtics. He's obviously a huge addition for them on the defensive side and just really a size advantage for them as well. Uh, so you definitely want to know what's going on with that before placing a bet with this one, but the Celtics love to shoot the three ball and OKC loves to allow their opponents to do that. They rank 20th in opponent shooting. I'd love to live bet the under on this game. If we can get a Celtics run and also depending on if Robert Williams will be in or not, but I think that they're going to overwhelm this thunder team. Um, but I like uh, the Celtics at eight and a half in this spot. Okay, let's talk a little uh, college hoops uh, as we turn the page <laughs> that way. A few really good games in action, most notably number three Kansas taking on Texas Tech on the road. Down from a two-and-a-half point favorite to one-and-a-half. Total gone up from 139-and-a-half to 141. But a Big 12 showdown on national television tonight. Jayhawks 12-and-1, one six straight. Uh, Texas Tech unranked but just had a six-game win streak of their own snapped. What are you looking at here? Well, just based off what you just said, who do you think is the hungrier team here? Mm -hmm. It's Texas Tech for me, looking to prove themselves here, coming off of a six-point loss to TCU. Meanwhile, Kansas hasn't lost since late November to Tennessee, which I think is a key point to highlight here. Kansas, no doubt, has been impressive on both sides of the ball. That's why we're seeing them favored here, even though they're on the road. Top 15 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. And most notably, almost 20% of their offense comes in transition. Fortunately, Texas Tech's defense is elite. Top 15 here they can slow that transition offense down and make this a half court game that's how they win this and yes it's capable for them to win this I think that almost they should be favored in this game their offense ranks in the top 10 in field goal percentage so hopefully can get it done on both sides but really I think the key is the defense that's why I also lean under in this matchup under 141 it has moved actually last night 139 and a half or so at DraftKings now up to 141 and again this was Texas Tech plus two and a half last night moved down to one and a half so other people are back in the Red Raiders here too Kansas just played Oklahoma State another really tough defense under 137 and a half in that game uh, and then Tennessee I go back to that game and that's a top defense if not the top defense under 133 in that game too Texas Tech is eight and five to the over this season but it's been the result of their offense scoring and then playing kind of down opponents as opposed to letting those other teams score so I see Texas Tech being able to grind this one out keep it close and keep it on the lower scoring side so I at this point if you're going to see the one and a half like Texas Tech money line at plus 120 is what I got last night now plus 100 available we have a matchup in the SEC tonight between the LSU fighting <laughs> Tigers and the Kentucky hey. Wildcats this is a 12-1 and one Tiger team that actually, you know, like not a murderer's row of competition, but they did. 
go out and beat Arkansas last time out. So that is something to be said there. Of course, Kentucky sitting about nine and four. This is kind of what Kentucky does every year, though. They start out slow because they have so many young guys, and then they have to come back mm-hmm. around and figure out how to win down the stretch. But uh, big number, ten and a half, actually now out at uh, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Which side are you looking at here? I'm shocked this moved up to 10 and a half. I was talking with Greg Peterson about this game last night, and we felt like you could even take LSU down to eight and a half or nine. I like LSU getting 10 and a half points here, getting double digits at Kentucky. I think this Kentucky team, I mean, the offensive rebounding is insane, almost 40%, and yet we haven't really unlocked the full potential of their actual offense. I don't know that it's running the way it needs to just yet. And as Greg pointed out last night, these early kind of conference games are good spots to look for unders. Uh, The Tigers are on a seven-game winning streak. Now, people are unimpressed because maybe it hasn't been against the toughest competition, but you pointed out they just beat Arkansas. I think this is the time to get in on LSU. I think this is way too many points for them to get against this Kentucky team, and people are going to get on the bandwagon after this if they're able to keep this close or even cause an upset on the road here. LSU's offense can absolutely exploit Kentucky's perimeter defense. KJ Williams from LSU and Cam Hayes are shooting over 40% from three. They also have uh, some volume shooters as well. It's not what they're known for, but it's what they can do successfully on in this game. Then they're going to able to keep this close. And like I said, possibly get an upset on the other side. Really what you want to look at is the LSU defense. I think that's, what's going to overwhelm this Kentucky team that again, I don't know has really figured out their offensive identity just yet, but Something to keep in mind, LSU hasn't played a true road home uh, road game just yet. They've only been home or neutral so far this season. Their last true road game was actually over 300 days ago, if you're really counting. So that could be tricky for them here. Obviously, Kentucky, not the easiest place to play, but I still like them getting double digits, uh, taking down Arkansas just recently. I think that you got to get on this train while uh, you can before it's a real bandwagon. Just blasphemy of them saying that this has been a weak schedule against LSU. These are basketball powerhouses that are not off Wofford, UT Arlington, <laughs> NC Central, Winthorpe, ETSU. I mean, come on. These are all, these are, these are Silicon, all. baby. These are all <laughs> basketball powerhouses year in and year out. Didn't and uh, this is, coach, I mean, like, seriously, I can't, yeah. this is just ridiculous. This is slander against my LSU Tigers. <laughs> Let's uh, get into, I got very excited when I saw this on the sheet. My girl is dabbling in some Mountain West hoops, taking a look yeah. at this San Jose State-Boise State game. Boise got off to a slow start. They started one and two, then started playing some good basketball, of course, though, against some lesser than opponents before dropping two straight headed into this game. What are you looking at between them and the Spartans tonight? I think that Boise State can cover this minus 10. That makes me a little bit more nervous, but these defenses are so good. San Jose State's covered eight of their last nine games, by the way, that I think that San Jose sneakily could cover this 10 just based on their defense, not really their offense. Boise State's defense, obviously, incredible as well. Mm -hmm. So under 129 for me is where I'm looking, and I think that I would lean towards taking those points with San Jose State, thinking this is going to be a defensive kind of grind-out matchup. We've only got about a minute or so left here with you, Danielle, but we haven't talked to you much since that last uh, starting five edition when you were out there in New York. What can you tell us? What's the latest with what you've been doing with DraftKings? Yeah, the starting five has been really cool. Obviously, we have five different avenues of basketball that we're approaching things from. So we look at it from the art, the music, uh, and also, of course, the betting perspective, NBA 2K perspective. So it's really interesting for me because I am i don't even play NBA 2K. So hearing that side of it, uh, hearing how the fashion feeds into everything is really cool. Most recently, we got to talk about all the Christmas Day games, got to enjoy all of those. So looking forward to the next shoot, hopefully coming up in January or so to talk uh, where we're at, heading a little bit into that trade deadline. That's awesome. You're crushing it. I love the multiple angles that there are about that. And I could really use some fashion tips as well when it comes to the style game. I'm 
I'd be struggling. I'd on the sidelines. You have on real shoes today, at least. You didn't like. You what didn't, do you, you mean real in, shoes? You didn't come in like house slippers or anything. So I mean, right, like, this Matt is good. Up the this shoes. Do you want to show everybody your sneakers, Matt? This you can just. You can just ask. I didn't. I mean, Danielle. I may or may not have accidentally worn slippers to okay. work recently. I'm, I'm they have hard bottoms. Well. I forget <laughs> sometimes, okay? Let me live. Danielle, thank you so much as always. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Danielle Alvari, at Danielle Alvari on Twitter. She's been doing great things with the Beeson Social as well, getting you updated for all those primetime games. a hamstring doing that. <laughs> you need to stretch more. I know. Grow up. <laughs> we got golf coming up on the other side. Matt's excited. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is 
VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the show. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Well, that's simple. Clearly, getting words out of my mouth is not eggment? as easy. This eggment? <laughs> What's an eggment? Listen, I'm I'm trying to get through this, okay? All right, all right. I got some, some it's, sickness it's, it's, I'm working it's through. It's true. It's a rough day. Eggment. Most nicotine products yeah. might be too complicated for mm. some folks to use. This is true. Not Zinn. Six, six simple you. ingredients. Yeah. Not even not even not a single tobacco leaf to be found. Wow, look yeah. at you go. Plus mm. offers up to one full hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. You're such a good speller. Morning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Nobody does reads like like us nailed on Mason Final Countdown. Nailed wow. it. We are a special pair. We nailed it. That is for sure. Felt good. That one felt really good. And that's, uh, I'm crushing it. Oh, today. boy. I'm just <laughs> Did you leave this. your ringer on? I don't okay. know. Okay, it's, it's, it's a two-step. All right. It's a two um, we're going to talk a little bit of golf yes. here today, which is very yeah. exciting. Uh, we're kicking things off in 2023 with the Century Tournament of Champions that's coming up beginning on the 5th. Before you know it, the Waste Management Phoenix Open is going to be here Super Bowl weekend from TPC Scottsdale in Arizona. Will we be and there? And it's just off to the races. I know somebody who might will be. Will we be there? We don't know. We will see. We will dun, see. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe we will. That's maybe what we you call a tease, as <laughs> they say will. in the maybe biz. Um, but no, we're getting things started here. And uh, I know you made one of your New Year's resolutions yesterday on the program to dive a little bit deeper into your golf betting because mm -hmm. it has been a profitable experience for you here in the past. So for, for some folks out there that maybe haven't bet golf before, mm -hmm. let's start just like ground zero. What's your best advice for somebody trying to get into this? Yeah, so the, the very first thing is basically, look, this is not like the other sports whenever you're handicapping this stuff, right? So it is not one of those deals where we just leave the last week behind us like we do in the NFL. It's not a styles make fights type thing where, you know, hey, look, this team had a really awesome defense, and so they were able to neutralize this team. And so we just leave that because it doesn't matter because they're playing this team that has a weak defense this week. You know, like that's not how we look at this stuff. So there are some stuff that compile week over week after, after week that we do look back on, right? I mean, that's one of the things like we always try to do with the NFL or the NBA, or we're trying to look forward, right? Well, golf, being an individual sport, being a sport where form does come into play, you do have to kind of take a look back, right? And you have to figure out like, hey, what are these guys doing well? What are they doing poorly? Is this something that, that can be changed and all that? So just keep that in mind as we go in this. But first and foremost, like the easiest thing you can do is, is get an understanding of the course that these guys are playing because that affects the type of golfer that you want to try and either bet on or if you're playing DFS over on DraftKings to put in your DFS lineup, whatever it might be. So you go in, listen, there's awesome stuff on VEASAN. We have several different guys who are writing up course previews and things like that. You can look on the internet. There's other really good course previews that are being written up. But trying to understand, does this course benefit guys who are more accurate? Does this, guy, does this course benefit guys who are just way longer off the tee? Does this course benefit guys who are really, really good on approach? Does this course... Benefit, guys, is, is there tons of bunkers everywhere so people are going to likely be playing out of the sand? Does this benefit guys that are, you know, really good out of the sand? There are so many different things that you can do in a course preview to try to figure out, which takes us kind of to the second, you know, tip here, which is then then you can establish the course fits for the golfers, right? Because you take a look and like, okay, so this course, like Stormy, we're going through and we take a, a look at the course preview and we look and we say like, okay, this checks this box as well. As well. So what we're doing is we want to find a golfer who is longer off the tee. We're not so much worried about accuracy. Approach is 
always important in golf, but not quite as important in, you know, on this course. So we're not really worrying too much about approach. What we do want to know though, there's uh, par fives are where par fives are where all the scoring is basically done on this course. So we want guys who are good at par five scoring, not so much worried about par three scoring because the par threes all played even. So like there's all of that type of stuff that you take into, into account. And then you can start to whittle down your, your player pool. So where do folks go if they're looking for that statistical information? Cause obviously in the NFL, you know, we have our platforms mm-hmm. where we can find, you know, offensive and defensive stats, DVOA, different things yep. like that. Where can you find that golf information? So honestly, PGA tour has, a, a really a lot of a lot of this stuff right I mean like this it is a super so golf has gotten incredibly like like incredibly data driven right and so you hear about and if you watch golf over the course of the season you're going to hear stuff about club head speed and you're going to hear about you know all these different things launch angles and whatever because these guys are experimenting with these things like all the time you know and you go to PJ Tour now and they have a ton of of really good statistical information. You can also go to Data Golf, D A T A G O L, Data Golf, Data Golf. Data I golf, never know. Data golf. I think it works both ways, you know. Data Golf, Data Golf. Are you data or da- data or data? When girl? I do the reads, I say data. Huh. But I say data occasionally. I think yeah. I mix and match. I, I think, Dealer's I, choice. <laughs> I think that might be one of the words I do flip flop on. Yeah, like flip flop on just whatever the day. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the day brings. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Data Golf also is another site that has just a, a ton of really good information that you can go in. There is a premium version of the site, but it has enough in the free version too where you can get like some of the information and things that you're looking for. And if you really, really get into it, then there will be like some, some other premium sites in which you can go in and like build models and things like that, which I do. Kelly Bidlin mm-hmm. does. And you have like, like system that. matches. Yeah. Like, so stuff. you can go in and you can weight certain things more heavily than others and then build a model in which that'll kind of spit out what it feels like is, is the best golfers, you know, fits for the different things like that. But again, like you, you can really just start at the very basics here and just figuring out what, what works on the courses and then whittling down. Because again, now this week there's only 39 golfers teeing it up, but Typically, there's going to be 120 plus, right? And so, getting that down to where you can try and put together a player pool is is essential because you can't bet everybody, right? right? Like, you have to get it down to the guys that you think fit the course, play in the best, have good form, all the different things like that. And so, um, that's kind of where we're we're going from two very basic things that we can do. Okay, and then mm-hmm. as you continue to go down the list, I see compare odds, which I think is a rule of thumb for anything that you're betting. But more important in golf than anything else, because the price of outrights, specifically once we get into these bigger tournaments where there is a hundred and you know twenty some odd golfers or something teeing it up, like just drastically changes. Right? Okay, so let's just take example just just for the century this week, right? Uh, Sung J M who is, you know, a good golfer, I'm sure you guys have heard of. He is anywhere from 16 to 1 to win to 20 to 1 to win this tournament. This week, of only 39 golfers, right? I mean, like, if you shop around and then you get into some of these, like, longer shot guys, there are guys that vary all the way. You know, Jordan Spieth, you can find at 20. You can find Jordan Spieth at 28, you know, around around the market. So you can specifically, as we get further down the board, that is really where price shopping comes into play because again, if you're betting, you know, even if you're betting 20 bucks on an outright, right? I mean, like if you're getting an additional 10 points on a mm-hmm. bet, I mean, again, so we're just to give a, a very drastic example, right? So we're going further down the board here. Corey Connors is a golfer that you can literally go put in a 40 to one ticket on right now, or you can head over to DraftKings and get a 60 to one ticket on right okay. now. Right? So it is huge, huge, huge to compare the odds 
from an outright perspective and even from any of these other markets that we'll talk about, you know, a little bit later. Um, but it's it's certainly important from an outright market. Well, and that's what I was going to say mm-hmm. is, is here in Las Vegas, we don't have a lot of the options mm-hmm. that there are out there. Like you look at a DraftKings menu yeah. of the different things that you can bet on a tournament. You can bet the head to heads. You can bet top 10, top 20. Mm-hmm. Like the list goes on and on of all the different opportunities that you have there. What have you found are some of the more profitable, like outside of just the direct winner um, types of markets mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. So outside of doing the actual prep work and, and the comparing the odds, this is by far the most important thing that you can do if you're getting into golf betting, and that is looking outside of just betting outrights, right? Like we just mentioned, there's a hundred plus golfers teeing it up and one guy (laughs) wins. It's pretty hard to pick one guy to win out of a hundred, whatever, but you can pick these top 20 markets, top 30 markets, top 40 markets, as you just mentioned, head to heads and things like that. And that's how you keep your golf bankroll healthy. And then when you do hit an outright, bam, you know, there you go. It just just rockets up your your bankroll. So it's like, you kind of like plot along for a couple of tournaments and then try to hit an outright. Or you can you can consistently make money betting these top 30, top 40, top 20 markets and these head-to-heads. And so, again, that is the easiest thing you rest of country people for sure, maybe not necessarily us here in Nevada, but, like, you rest of country people, your markets available are massive, and you are able to go in and you are able to keep a very healthy golf bankroll between your outright hits. And hopefully you have a few outright hits over the course of the season, and it's going to be a very profitable golf year. How, how many outrights do you typically bet in a tournament? So a lot of it'll change um, depending on the tournament itself, depending on how I feel like I've got a, a what, what kind of grip I feel like I've got on the tournament. Six to eight, typically somewhere in there, varying odds. You know, a couple of those will typically be a long shot. So obviously that'll be a much smaller portion of of the outlay from a from a monetary standpoint than than whatever. So yeah, that's uh, but six to eight ish. You know, I would say if I were you, probably starting out three to four, like for a newish better because. Again, like you don't want to get you don't mm-hmm. want to get too too much money out there in the in the uh, in the market like that. And again, the last thing you can do just just like any other sport, don't forget about in play. Like, don't forget about in play. Like, the, you can bet these golf tournaments after round one, after round mm-hmm. two, after round three, heading into round four. You can bet in the middle of round four, you know, sometimes or whatever. So, like, you might find yourself in a position where you where you're in a really good spot to kind of get the last two guys because you have it outright on one guy, and you can make sure that you make some money no matter what. Really good stuff. The PGA season in 2023 getting underway this weekend. We're going to step aside, but the College Football National Championship is set. We're talking TCU and Georgia when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.